We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope everyone out there listening or watching had a fantastic and great Thanksgiving. Watching a lot of football, eating a lot of food. It's what Thanksgiving is all about. That's why it's always been my favorite holiday. Uh, this is KCSN Update, our daily Chiefs podcast and video here at KC Sports Network. Did you know back in 2018, the only time Patrick Mahomes has faced the Rams in his career, the two teams set the franchise record for most points by both teams in a single game with 105 points scored. This matchup also set the franchise record for most touchdowns by both teams in a single game with 14 touchdowns. It was also the game that Patrick Mahomes tied the franchise record for most 20-plus yard completions in a game with nine and marked the second most passing yards in a game in franchise history with 478 yards. Game was also memorable. I remember it because I was working for the Chiefs at the time. The game was supposed to be played in Mexico City, but the Shakira concert tore up the field. And then a few days or maybe it was a week before they decided to move that game to the Coliseum and played out there in Los Angeles. So always going to be a memorable one. Plus the two teams just lit up the scoreboard. Chiefs did not win, which is why if you were listening to yesterday's KCSN update, the Rams are now only one of three teams left in the NFL that Patrick Mahomes has not beaten. In his career, it's the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Vikings. Chiefs play the Seahawks uh, later in the season. The only other time the Chiefs and Vikings played during Mahomes' career was when he was injured after that uh, knee injury, uh, and that was the Matt Moore game that he stepped in there and played against Minnesota. So it is Friday, and that means we are going to be joined by pro football focuses Trevor Sikama to get his key matchups in this game between the Chiefs and Rams on Sunday afternoon. But before we do that, here's a quick word from our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. They have the best app to find the plays that you're looking for easily. And I personally love the anytime scores. You always feel like you got a shot. You can go across the NFL. It doesn't matter what the score is. You feel like you are always in it. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $100 
$150, excuse me, in free bets if they do. And check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. And this Sunday, the Chiefs are favored to win big. The Chiefs have the largest spread of any game in the NFL right now. It's actually gone up. Is at 15 and a half points right now. The Chiefs are favored. A lot of injuries, a lot of problems with the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams right now. I still like the Chiefs. I'm never going to not take the Chiefs, but that is a heavy cover. We'll ask Trevor about that as well here in a minute. But Chiefs are rolling, heading into week 12. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code KCSN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now let's welcome on Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus. And before Trevor, before I get your thoughts or before we talk about Thanksgiving, we're going to start it with this bit from last week. All right, Trevor, let's get your prediction for this game on Sunday night. I think Chiefs are winning this game. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's obviously going to be back and forth. I hope those two wide receivers play because it'd be a lot of fun if they do. Um, Your dog man. agrees. Yeah, my dog. My dog obviously agrees. He's getting uh, very hyped up about it. Final score last time was twenty-seven, twenty-four. Right? Wasn't that the final score last time? Yes. Okay. Yep. I mean, I'd, I'd I'd say something close to that now. Lines probably. fifty-two. Now the over/under is fifty-two. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably going to be like 30-27. Chiefs win this game. I think it's going to be 30-27. to The Chiefs win. Now, Trevor, do you remember what the final score of the game ended up being between the Chiefs and Chargers? Uh, you know, I believe it was 30-27. The Chiefs would win the game. You know what? I think your dog knew you were onto something. <laughs> I, think you, I think your dog was like, you're on the right track, bud. He wasn't trying to get out. He wasn't hungry. He was like, yep. You're on it right now. He was trying uh, to relay you messages. Messages. Yeah, my my, do- my dog's the one who actually told me that prediction. So he was mad that I was <laughs> taking credit for him uh, saying that the Chiefs would win thirty to twenty seven. But no, that game was a lot of fun. I knew it would be back and forth. I mean, we're gonna see uh, we're gonna see these two teams go back and forth so much over the next uh, handful of years. I, I do think that it can be a little. Um, uh, hyperbolic was sometimes when we get these really good quarterbacks in division and we mm-hmm. go like, Oh, these quarterbacks are going to dominate for the next 10 years. And then um, one of them is like out of the league in three years, because that's what happens <laughs> to the NFL. But when it comes yeah. to Justin Herbert and, uh, and Patrick Mahomes, I really do think that we are at the very beginnings of what is going to be a very long back and forth rivalry where these two teams are going to get each other's best every time. I, I mean, it just, it, it felt like that uh, so much. So I, I know we've talked about how other teams will give the chiefs their best, but it sure seemed like the Chiefs were giving the Chargers their best the whole yeah. time. I mean, Travis Kelsey, man, I, I watched that game and I'm like, this guy 25? Like, are you sure he's 33 <laughs> or however old he is? Like, the speed, the athleticism was unbelievable from what we saw last week. And so it looked like everybody was just playing with a little bit more juice yesterday or uh, last week when the Chargers faced off against the Chiefs. It was fantastic to watch. And I'm going to look forward to it and I'm going to make it must watch TV every single time these teams face off. Absolutely. I don't think anybody can watch that game and not have respect for Justin Herbert uh, and what he's doing. I just, whenever those two teams play, it's always a close game. Excuse me. And it feels like, and I don't think there were any egregious like fourth down decisions, but Brandon Staley has gotten a lot of flack over the years about some of his in-game decision-making. It seems like every 
time he makes decisions to go for it or not to go for it. It never works out. And it's just going to confuse him even more as far as what to do in certain situations uh, when he's facing the Chiefs. There were a couple in the last game, not as many as there were back in that that first meeting between these two teams. But, uh, you know, it's going to be close and always trust Andy Reid to make the right decisions uh, in in those situations. And obviously when you have Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey, it's a beautiful thing. I was talking to Brett Coleman on Wednesday and he was at the game and that was his first ex- live yeah. experience with Patrick Mahomes. And he, he was just like, it's kind of inevitable at this point. You leave him 13 seconds. It's too much time. You leave him a minute 45. I mean, you know, you know what's going to happen. And it's, it's a you score twice. They'll score. And then onside kicking <laughs> yeah. them they'll score again. That's just, that's how it feels in minute 45. Yeah, absolutely. Now, before we get into this game between the Chiefs and Rams, I do want to add, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, what were your plans? I know it's it's always trick for people to work in sports media. I know uh, you and your better half are always traveling around doing different things, but did you get a chance to to enjoy it a little bit? No, I did, and uh, it, it was fantastic. I hope that you and as well as everybody who's listening to this, this show had a wonderful Thanksgiving as well. I have a pretty big family. I have um, my brother's got six siblings, so I have a lot mm. of aunt, aunts and uncles, a lot of cousins, and um, thankfully they all live very close uh, down in Florida, nice. where I'm from. So I get to travel back home, um, even for just a couple of days, and we all get to get together for that. So um, it's a blast. A lot of a uh, lot of family members that I only get to see a couple of times a year for the holidays. Uh, wonderful Thanksgiving food as always, but uh, it was a great day, my friend. Awesome. That is that is good to hear. And the same same here. Thanksgiving's always been my favorite holiday. I don't get as much. Normally, when I was a kid, I would just get a bunch of food. I'd go sit in this den at my grandma's house, and I would just watch football all day long. And nobody would bother me because I was the youngest one, and they would just like shove me in a corner and just I'm good. <laughs> and like that's all I did. And now that I'm older and have kids of my own, like trying to get my son to sit and watch three football games for like I know it's not the easiest thing in the world, but uh, I got bits and pieces of it. And what we found out is we got to get a new Madden game. Because ours is not working now, so mm. uh, add another present to the list. Good thing, uh, good thing, Christmas is right around the corner. Yeah, I don't know if it. He's going to ask me to play every single day. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold out until Christmas before going and buy another one to be an early present. But uh, anyway, let's talk a little Chiefs and Rams this week. We just, I just mentioned the line, fifteen and a half points. I don't know if I've seen a line like that, especially. I mean, at fourteen and a half, I think I saw that it was already the largest. Um, sp- underdog spread for any defending Super Bowl champion ever um, is we said this about the Titans when I saw their line like do you think this is a, a disrespectful line even as banged up as the Rams are just because we're talking about these are NFL teams right here uh, not, not nearly as much as the Titans right the Titans line did <laughs> yeah. feel disrespectful like I you know we talked about it on this show a lot of people did that one definitely felt disrespectful this one feels like it's <laughs> pretty appropriate given where the Rams offense is, right? They're starting Bryce Perkins at quarterback. He's attempted 11 total passes in his NFL career to this point. He's been a practice squad player the last two years. Uh, Matthew Stafford's not going to play. John Walford's going to be the backup. So it's like, okay, what are we really going to expect here from an offense that solely relied on Cooper cup that does not have Cooper cup, right? So you take, Mm. not not only do you not have Stafford in this equation, you have the only guy that Stafford himself would trust to go to. So uh, that makes it, it really tough to think that the Rams can keep up with uh, with this many points here. You know, when I looked at this line, the first thing that popped into my head is um, on Sunday mornings growing up, I used to go out to a little patio table and, and read the paper with my dad when he was reading the paper. And I'd always ask for the sports section, of course. And before I understood what betting was, I would go, I would look at the games that were going to happen on Sunday. And so I'd look at the lines and I'd be like, Dad, what do the lines mean? It's like, oh, that's how many points a team is favored by. That often means how much better the other team is. And I'd look at a bunch of the games and be, you know, 
three, three and a half, two, sometimes a pick and whatever. And then I get to the Colts. And this is right around like peak Peyton Manning time of the Colts. And the Colts would be favored by like 14, 15 points. And I'm like, dad, why are the Colts? Why do they get this many points? My dad was just like, just Peyton Manning, son. And at this point, (laughs) it feels like we're saying that it's just Patrick Mahomes, son. That's what it is. Like that's where, that's where we are going for this. If your team is at all whatsoever, not at full strength or for some reason cannot even bring their best, they're going to be double-digit favorites. And that's just like where the Chiefs are, that's where Patrick Mahomes is. So all that to say, no, honestly, this doesn't really feel like something that's disrespectful um, because of the certain situation that they're in. You're totally right. These are NFL players. These guys get paid too. Rams defense is a pretty damn good defense, as we'll get to here in our key matchups. But mm-hmm. it's just going to be too much, man. Uh, even with the little, the little injuries that the Chiefs are, uh, are trying to, to power through as well, They've got a lot of their key players there. They've got a lot of their biggest difference makers there. And, and you've got to think that they're going to be winning this one by um, one or two scores, whether it's a touchdown and a field goal or a couple of touchdowns like the line suggests. Yeah. The other interesting part, the over under at 41 and a half. Oh, it's like you give up. Yeah. It's like you goal. really think this is going to be like a 36 to eight or 36 to seven type oh, game. Like really? you don't think this is going to be close. Yeah. They're giving zero respect uh, to the Rams because it's not like they feel like the Chiefs aren't going to score. Uh, in this one at 15 and a half point favorites. So uh, yeah, let's get into those key matchups. What do you got for your first key matchup between the chiefs and Rams on Sunday afternoon? Uh, by the way, I think I looked up the money line and the money line for the Rams is like plus eight seventy. So if you put a hundred bucks <laughs> in the Rams to win, you can almost win a grand, which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But uh, I just had to know that number. Cause I, I love the imagination of, yeah, but what if you put a hundred on hedging your emotions for chiefs? I'm fans. not going to do that. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I used to do that. I used to bet <laughs> against them just to hedge my emotions. Like, you know what? You're going to feel good for one reason or another. I'm going to find right. a positive out of this some no, way if I can. A, it's a good strategy as a fan. It definitely is. Uh, so, all right. So my first key point, uh, Rams coverage, I would say, versus what the Chiefs can do in the passing game. Uh, Rams play cover four, which is quarters coverage, the most of any team in the NFL. Matt Bowen tweeted that out last week. They almost play it 30% of the time, this cover four coverage. So it's four guys that have the ability to play in the deep zone. And because of it, they have a top 10 overall grade and PFF grade when it comes to coverage against passes 20 yards or more. They also have a top 10 grade on EPA per pass when the passes are 20 yards or more. So they are a really good defense at putting that top over teams, not allowing them to go over them, get those massive big plays. But defense, as you know, is a give and take thing. If you're allocating Mm -hmm. more numbers, more resources to the back end, that means there's going to be more space underneath. And that's certainly the case with the Rams. So they're not terrible underneath when it comes to coverage, but that's definitely where you can feast on them. They've given up the sixth most open target rate percentage in the NFL. And I think that a big reason for that is because teams are seeing them back off in coverage they're allocating at least one wide receiver to kind of be this dump off player if everybody really retreats a ton therefore they're just getting it right to him it's an easy pass there's not a lot around him and so that counts as an open target so sixth worst in the nfl i think that's 61.4 percent is the target rate that they have there also the 10th highest completion percentage allowed on the season that's just for any passes uh and that's at 72.7 percent so with those numbers you can kind of correlate what's happening here. The Rams don't want to get beat deep and they will Mm -hmm. allow things to be caught underneath. They're hoping that their guys can rally around the ball, tackle, make sure that they get to it um, with some ferocity there. So 
I think that that's the, the big game plan. And because of that, I think the matchup of the style of defense that the Rams allocate in coverage versus a player like maybe Juju Smith-Schuster. And you mm-hmm. might know a little bit more than me, but it seems like he's trending in the point where he could play this upcoming week. Yeah, I would, I would love to say Kadarius Toney would be another player who they'd be able to get the ball to in his cans quickly, get some yards after the catch. But I see that he's missed the last two practices, at least, since we've been yeah. recording this podcast with hamstring injury. So who knows if he's going to be able to go. But those two guys, for sure, if either of them can play, if both of them can play, they're going to be major weapons in this game because it's going to be the recipe of what the Chiefs have needed to cook up, I think, over the last year and a half, where – uh, teams are very sick of Patrick Mahomes being superhuman and going over the top on them over and over and over and over. So you yeah. see against Mahomes, against Allen, against these top tier quarterbacks, you see a lot more resources towards the back end. They're keeping everything in front of them. And because of that, we've had to see teams like Kansas City adapt and be more comfortable with those shorter passes, with longer drives, things like that. As long as they're comfortable with it, the Rams give them a recipe to do that. And, and I think that it's once again going to be a game where you're testing the patience of Mahomes, if you will. But all of that, yeah. I think, is going to be right there for him if he makes the right decision. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply decisions yeah it this is going to be another great example and we talked about this every week because it it's still that maturation of, of teams and what they're studying and how they want to attack this chief's offense because in the past what you just described is exactly how teams would want to play whether it was Kevin four you too too high safety like whatever it was they wanted to keep everything in front of them well the team started to learn they're just going to play a ton of man uh, and a lot more than the Chiefs have seen over the last few years. You don't have Tyree Kill. You don't have these guys that just terrify you to play man defense. So mm-hmm. there have been a handful of games where we've talked about it. Like, hey, here are the numbers. The team plays a lot of zone. And then we get to Sunday, and it's like they're playing man across the board because they had studied this offense, and that's what they had done. And the reason I bring that up is um, you know, talking with, with Brett on Wednesday, with Brett Coleman on KCSN Update, He one thing that he said is very frustrating in watching the Rams this year is with Jalen Ramsey. They have him so much in off coverage that you have one of the most one of the best 
press corners in the NFL and you were running fire zone plays with your cornerbacks eight yards off the receiver. And it's like, you're just giving an easy throw when you know the ball is going to get out quickly. And so it'll be interesting to see again for a team that you just said plays the most cover four of any team in the league. Do they change what they've been doing to attack the chiefs? Because you look at the chiefs offense, they're probably not going to have Kadarius Tony to go back to that. If he does not practice, and when we're recording this Friday morning, he has not practiced yet. If he's a limited participant on Friday, maybe that would be a sneaky way for Coach Reed just to put the doubt in their mind that this guy might step on the field. You don't have McCole Hardman. And so you're not going to, when they look at this offense, it's not a big play. They can get chunk play. So I'm not saying it like that, but the, the last time these two teams met, Patrick Mahomes, nine passes over 20 yards. Like, that's not going to happen in no, this game, regardless if what defense they play. It's just not how they're built right now. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But how can the Rams look at this Chiefs offense if that's why they've been playing this defense about giving up the big play and not feel like they need a change? Because we've seen that consistently so far this season. Yeah, no, and, and that's kind of it's it's the the chess match of what we've been doing and do we have something in our back pocket like I don't know if the Rams are that comfortable with switching their coverage for as much as we've seen them play uh, those four yeah. deep zones so far this season. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. And I'm not sure. Maybe with them, with the Chiefs being a little bit banged up at receiver, you mentioned no McCole Hartman, probably no Kadarius Tony. Maybe they get to the point where we go, hey, let's play a little bit more, man. Let's try to play like, like uh, just cover two man or something like that, where we still got two safeties in the back. We're not getting beat much, but we're playing at least man underneath because we've got faith in the guys that we have there. Maybe we yeah. do see that. And if they're going to adjust it, I think it's probably going to be like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect them to swing so far in the other direction where right. they start playing a lot of like cover one or even like cover three stuff. They start going to single high. I think they're going to stay with two high looks. So maybe they'll yeah. just play two man a lot more than they play quarters in those four deep zones. So then I'll take Patrick Mahomes' ability to run the football and I'll have about 80 yards rushing <laughs> in that case. But what, um, when you say they play the most cover four of any team, what, what percentage is that? Cause I like, I like this context because it's not like teams sit back and play 90% the same cover like that. They would absolutely get torn apart. So do you I have that? It was, uh, it was 29 point something. It okay. was like 29.7, 29.8. So almost 30% of the time. So almost a full third of the time yeah. they're playing some sort of quarters cover four coverage. So that's what uh, Matt Bowen tweeted that out, which Matt Bowen does a fantastic job covering He's awesome. um, the league so well. And, and he does a lot of great, uh, he has a lot of great information like that. So I, that just caught my eye and I was like, Oh, interesting. And then I went and I kind of applied that to like what I said, defending those 20 plus yard passes where's the epa per play where's the pff grade and it is both top 10 in both of those categories Hmm. so they're playing that about a third of the time and the reason is because they're very okay with those results they're clearly um being able to limit things well when it comes to those deeper passes so yeah Yeah. it's about about 30 percent. i think it's just under 30 percent of what they play cover for I was like adding that context because for people and even myself, like I've, you know, lived this and I've looked at these numbers a lot. So it doesn't surprise me anymore, but you know, to a lot of fans out there realizing that when a team plays a ton of one coverage, that's 29%. Like it's yeah. not like it's 70 because you can't do the same thing over and over and over again uh, and not expect Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and those guys to have answers for it. So you have to disguise things. You have to make look, look like one thing and have it be another and all that. Uh, and one of the guys that you know I learned more about this from, it's funny that you brought him up, Matt Bowen. So when I was at Bleacher Report years ago, Matt Bowen was there. And he told all of the NFL, the national writers across the NFL, he would DM all of us. We had like a, a chat 
that we were in and he made himself available to watch film with him and to explain how he watches film and how to diagnose things. And I'll never forget one of the things that Matt Bowen told us. And that is, you know, there are times, you know, there were a lot of times in every NFL game that he'll watch a defense and not know what they're doing. And he's like, I don't really know exactly what this coverage is uh, because of the way they're playing things. It may be a tendency thing and maybe something else. Um, but I remember hearing that and I was like, well, if he doesn't know everything, why should I feel pressure to have to figure out every single thing? So when you first get into this business, you're like, I got to know as much as I possibly can. Sure, and the more right. I learned, the more I learned, it was like, nah, I don't know anything. I'm just going to pivot. <laughs> I'm just going to stop with that kind of content. It um, is funny. You know, you, you, I was, I was watching, uh, I was watching Isaiah Simmons from Clemson um, a couple weeks ago. I was, uh, I was helping a buddy of mine, um, doing a, an article that he had and just kind of giving him an opinion on, on what Isaiah Simmons was like in college versus what he's been like in the NFL. And so I went back and I kind of like had a refresher and there Kansas was a city kid, play. Kansas city huh? kid. He's a Kansas like, city oh, kid. Yeah, he was, he was. So uh, I, I, <laughs> there was one specific play that I went back and I watched and um, Simmons was playing like as a third safety, but he wasn't really where you thought he was going to be. And you're like, I don't even under. I don't like, is he just going rogue? Like, what is he doing? And it was one of those things where I was trying to diagnose the rest of the structure of the defense. I was like, okay, I think this is cover three because they're rotating this way and the guys here and they're not looking to the receivers. But then what Isaiah Simmons was doing was totally different. And it is funny how, yes, obviously we can diagnose some of the structures of defensive mm -hmm. looks if it is in line with the rules of what we know for certain coverages. But then every now and then, best defensive mm -hmm. coordinators will throw in like a wrinkle that mm -hmm. makes it very difficult for us to identify makes it very difficult for the quarterback to identify at the time so yeah. it's like you you you, you sometimes forget that deep the best defense coordinators they can do whatever the hell they want sometimes they can totally yeah. mix it up and it makes it uh tough for us to recognize even tougher for quarterbacks to recognize i think when it's in and the and the fun time, the fun part of it is that sometimes you could, it could be intentional and sometimes a guy could just screw up and do the wrong thing. <laughs> you're like trying to say, well, that's what he was talking to. He was like, no, nah, he just screwed that up. Like, that's not what he's supposed to do. I do know there were a handful of times uh, when I was working with the chiefs that a guy like defensively would like intercept a pass or make this fantastic play. Mm -hmm. And we talk after the game, like, oh, what a great play. And <laughs> the coaches pull me off to the side, like the next week during media availability. He's like, yeah, he didn't do the right thing at all. That's not where he's supposed to be. So <laughs> we're not really going to promote that and talk about it. They'll answer the question on uh, during the press conferences, but it's like, yeah, the way that they think it's like, did you do your job? And if a guy doesn't do his job, but it results in a nice thing, doesn't really mean, oh, we're just going to let you do whatever you want all the time. Like, right. no, you need to do what you're supposed to do. So you guys blasting these highlights all over everything isn't really helping the player not feel like, hey, I should do my thing, my own thing more often. So it was always uh, always entertaining to find out find out those plays uh, where players weren't doing what they were supposed to. But uh, what do you got for us for, for a second key matchup in this one between the Chiefs and Rams? Talking little football, little key matchups with Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus. Rams defensive line, specifically what they do on run defense against Isaiah Pacheco, who is really coming on well. I know a lot of people who have been clamoring for him to get more carries, and it seems like he's getting the major parts of the workload, at least has over the last couple of weeks now, 15 and 12, or sorry, 15 and 16 carries over the last two weeks. Obviously, he had over 100 yards last week, which is great to see. It's just different mm -hmm. when the ball's in his hand, man. It's just the explosiveness, the the it, the ferocity of which he reruns the ball. The it's just 
it's different. It is different when Isaiah Pacheco has the ball in his hands. It's just the, uh, the run game looks completely different, and it looks better, and I'm glad that they're giving him carries. But this is a tough test for him because Rams defensive line, number one in the NFL when it comes to run defense grade. They've got an 88.8 run defense grade, and I think they lead that by like six and a half points. So like it's not even close. They have the best run defense. Now, if you're playing too soft in coverage and the team doesn't really care about running the football because they can pass it so easily, that goes into it as well. But they're at least affected there, and so I got to kind of tip my hat to them. On the opposite side of things, or actually, I'll, I'll say this too, because in EPA per play, a lot of people like to bring that up as well. They're also number one in the NFL in rush defense EPA per play, negative 0.173. So <laughs> our number one run defense grade, number one in the NFL when it comes to limiting EPA per play against the rush. So this team knows how to stop the run. Um, they've been very successful with it more than halfway through the season. Pacheco had a 72.1 overall rushing grade last week for us. So that was his best rushing grade that he's had to this point in his career. Obviously, no Clyde Edwards-Alaire, so he's going to be the guy that they lean on a ton. And I just wonder what kind of damage they're going to be able to do against the Rams defensive line in this one. So I'm, I'm excited to see what – because it, I think it's going to be a game where Kansas City is going to be able to dictate the scoreboard. They're going to be able to get up. They're going to be able to get up pretty easily. And then what happens after that? Okay, well, then you want to salt the game away. You want to keep the ball. You want to keep possession. You want longer drives. How does that happen? Often it happens with running the football. You have success running the football. Can the Chiefs have that? And I think they're going to have that opportunity to really establish the run once they've established the scoreboard, which I think is the correct order of doing things. But uh, I, I just wonder what the effectiveness is going to be against what has been a really good run defense team so far this year? Like I said, the the run defense grade being as good as it is could probably be a result of what they're playing in coverage and how soft they're playing in coverage and how easy they might be making those shorter passes. So therefore, there's not a lot of teams that are trying to run against them. And if they do, they're trying to go right into the teeth of it. And it's just not the way that you beat the Rams. But it's still a good unit. And I'm looking forward to see what Isaiah Pacheco can do, especially as kind of that top running back on the team now. Yeah, I just looked it up, and they're going to be – it's not just one player, the reason that they're good up front. But I did see that Ashawn Robinson, uh, the former Alabama standout, got injured right. in the last game. So uh, he will not play. I just saw a report that he tore his meniscus and will need surgery, and he's out for the year. And that was a big part of that defensive line. But they still got Aaron Donald, Greg Gaines, uh, one of the more underrated uh, defensive linemen that could stop the run uh, as well. So still going to be a challenge. And, and speaking of the Chiefs running game, the, the local – um, kind of, you know, storyline that maybe only Chiefs fans are really deep, like Chiefs fans are following, is uh, Ronald Jones. And somebody you're obviously familiar with from Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. He has not had an opportunity to play yet. And he has not been shy. He's put some stuff out on social media, uh, expressing some frustration about not getting an opportunity. And now that Clyde edwards Lair is out for at least a few weeks with that high ankle sprain, the conversation is how many carries is Ronald Jones going to come and get? Because, I mean, Jarek McKinnon is still the third down back for Chiefs fans listening. So he's Jarek McKinnon is going to be the guy on third down. And Pacheco is going to be your starter. So unless they go, you know, every other drive, every third drive to get Ronald Jones an opportunity, this could be his time to get in there and show what he can do for a player who's very, very hungry and not, that old uh, for a player that we've all known and heard of for several years. Uh, he's still only like 26 years old. Like he's a younger player. And so uh, that'll be another one to follow and talk about the chiefs running game to, to get Ronald Jones some carries and see what he can do with them. Yeah. And this was supposed to be like 
what Isaiah is doing was supposed to be Ronald Jones, right? That's why he mm-hmm. comes over. Like that's why that's that's why he liked Kansas City is because it was before that Pacheco was ever established on this roster, and it's like you can understand the frustrations because he and it, look, I mean, it's obviously like up to him. You know, you play well, you get the ball, all that kinds of stuff. Yeah. But all of a sudden, the Chiefs running back room got a lot more crowded than we thought it was going to be. Like Embry Larry's played a little bit better. Pacheco's obviously been fantastic. Jeremy McKinnon's a reliable third down back. But like going into last offseason, it was almost as if, okay, Clyde Edwards-Elair has been disappointing to this point. Uh, I don't think they're going to give a full workload to Jerick McKinnon. Ronald Jones could have come in and just been like, all right, I can win this starting running back job. And now all of a sudden yeah. he's just not getting carries at all whatsoever. So definitely understand the frustration. But just to your point, it's also something where here's an opening in the door. Maybe you might be able to see something from it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'll always remember this about Ronald Jones. It's not his fault because he was not the one who did this. And I don't know if it was NFL Network or ESPN or it was one of those sites because I liked Ronald Jones coming out of college, coming out of USC. Like I liked him as a player, but his pro player comparison was Jamal Charles. If you compare (laughs) any, any player now it is because we've seen what he's done throughout his career. He's not Jamal Charles. You didn't know that when these comparisons are being made. So I'm not trying to, say, well, that guy was wrong. I'm not, I don't remember who it was, so I don't want to put anybody on blast. But I remember it, and it always stuck with me. When I watched him, I was like, he's a good player, but don't compare anybody to Jamal Charles. No. Um, you're talking to Chiefs fans. So I will always remember that about him. But you've got one more key matchup for us. What have you got? Chiefs-Rams, Sunday afternoon, third key matchup. Yeah, I think it's just it, it goes back to the Chiefs offensive line versus the Rams defensive line. Um, Joe Tooney probably not going to play is that where we are at this point right i mean like missed the last two days of practice am i am am i reading that right yeah he hasn't practiced and generally with coach reed if you don't practice at all um on friday you're not even limited like you're not going to play the only player i remember having that not be the case for was tomba ali like his last year because he didn't practice at all (laughs) like he literally just he didn't run hard except for like every sunday uh didn't really do much so he's the only one that i remember uh, off the top of my head, of not, that was consistent. Uh, but for injured guys, yeah, Kadarius Tony has not practiced yet so far this right. season, or excuse me, so far this week, uh, and neither is Joe Tooney. So we'll see when the injury report comes out Friday afternoon, normally between three and four o'clock, uh, what that looks like. And if they're limited, maybe there's a shot. But if it says DNP for do not practice, those yeah. guys aren't going to play. So for Joe Tooney, it may end up being Nick Allegretti, uh, yeah, seems to be the next right. guy up there at left guard for the Chiefs. That's who I that's who I have penciled in here. And and just the next uh talking point is Nick Allegretti. He, when he has played in two games 
so far this season. He's come in a little bit in relief, but in the two games that he's played more than 39, 39 snaps in a single game, he's graded out really poorly in pass blocking, uh, like 21.4 grade, like a 28.5 grade, like really, really oh. poorly. And I understand that it's hard to just kind of like come in, you know, cold, you know, you're starting one game, you're coming in a relief, like that's kind of difficult, but I'm interested to see what he's going to, what he's going to be on that interior offensive line. So we've talked about this all year long. The interior offensive line for the Chiefs is such a strength and it's because you got Tootie and Humphrey and Smith and on the interior with those three spots. So if you change one of them, does that give them a weak link? We know that Aaron Donald more than any player in the NFL can feast off of weak links. And and, um, I was actually surprised to read that the Rams least amount of pressures in the NFL at 96 and one of the lowest Mm. pass rush win rates in the NFL as a defensive line at 43.3. Now that's not to say like, Oh, you know, you don't got anything to worry about that. It's still Aaron Donald, right? So you're saying Aaron Donald is washed. That's basically what you're saying. saying Um, But I just, I was very surprised to see those numbers and you kind of connect the dots a little bit here. You go, all right, well, if, Again, the Rams are playing soft in coverage. If they're playing four deep, if they're playing off coverage, then that means the time to throw for opposing quarterbacks is probably very low. It's one of the lower numbers in the NFL. If you're getting the ball out quick, then what? That results in that neutralizes a good pass rusher. It neutralizes a front, right? You can't get to the quarterback. You can't get sacks. You can't get pressures. You can't get anything. So perhaps that's a big reason why. And I that, that's why this is my final key matchup is because I would – the, the interior offensive line for the Chiefs has been so strong to this point. If Allegretti struggles in pass blocking like he has over the last couple of games that he's played a significant amount of snaps, is that enough for an elite talent like Aaron Donald to say, hey, even with the short, quick pass game, I'm still going to be able to create pressures. I'm still going to be able to get after you. Does that become a difference-making area of the game? So just something to keep an eye on. Um, it's a game that the Chiefs should dominate. The Chiefs should win. I mean, the Rams just aren't their caliber of team right now. But there's any area that could end up swinging something a little bit more than we think. Maybe it is Tooney not being able to go in this game, Allegretti who struggled in pass coverage, and uh, and the, the Rams knowing that they really have to get after Mahomes. I just wanted to see, after you called Aaron Donald washed, I needed to look it up. So I... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh i looked it up chris jones still number one uh, according to pro football focus and yes top rated yep. defensive lineman he's got yep. 44 pressures which seems to pace uh that group as well so it's good to know that uh chris jones still in that defensive player of the year conversation although watching micah parsons like that dude is just different i haven't spent a lot of time watching the cowboys i know he's good oh, i see the highlights great. but just great. watching him on every play his you see the highlights of him getting around the edge, and I know this isn't a Cowboys podcast, but let me show a little love to Michael Parsons here. It's one thing to watch a guy beat beat a tackle around the edge, come down for a sack, but some of the ways that he slips some stuff in the run game and gets around blocks without necessarily physically just beating a guy, there's a lot of ways mm-hmm. to get around a guy to make a play. And I did not realize how quick he is uh, to dip around blocks and do those kinds of things because a lot of that stuff doesn't show up on a stat sheet. But when you watch it, you're just like, okay, he's making all kinds of just havoc up front he is he's an insane athlete insane athlete to be able to play off ball linebacker and on ball linebacker at the nfl level and have as much success as he does it's it is it is is crazy how talented he is i mean andrew thomas the giants left tackle hadn't given up a sack all year and the sack that he gave up on micah parsons was a filthy sack by parsons and it was almost it was it was the reason why i bring that up is because 
it was basically saying no tackle in the NFL was going to stay in front of Parsons on that play. Yeah. None of them. But Andrew Thomas is playing as well as any offensive tackle in the NFL this season. You could have put any of them right there. Christian Garrisaw, uh, Trent Williams, whoever you want to put at left tackle. And I think that Parsons would have beat anybody on that play with that move. And yeah. it's a move that very few people can make because he's just so crazy athletically. Well, hopefully we see Chris Johns wreak some havoc up front uh, on Bryce Perkins, uh, making his first career start in the NFL at Arrowhead um, with a Not team great. playing very well, knowing you're going to have to put up 30 points to have a shot. That's a yeah. bad Bad situation to be in for a young quarterback. All right, let's get uh, let's go to the final segment and get your prediction. Uh, make sure I, I'm taking notes here for my my betting slip based on what we saw last week when you nailed the score. So again, uh, Chiefs 15 and a half point favorites over under at 41 and a half. Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus. What are you thinking this for this Sunday afternoon? Chiefs averaging 30 points a game. I still think that's a solid number. Um, I'm gonna say 30 to 10. That's what I think. I think it's going to be a 30 to 10 game. The Chiefs are going to win. It's never going to be close. Um, sorry for anybody out there who would want an entertaining game. I guess that means I'm taking the over. Right? What did you say the over under was? 41 and a half. You're oh, right there. 41. Okay. So you're so going to make everybody sweat out a garbage field goal at the end. I'm going barely <laughs> under. Maybe we can, maybe we could get a little 30 to 13 if you really want the over here, but I'm going to say 30 to 10 is my final score prediction. All right, there you go. Yep, right now, Chiefs leading the league, averaging 30 points a game. The Rams, 29th in the league, averaging 16.8. Those are three key matchups with Pro Football Focus's Trevor Sikama. You can find his work throughout the week on his podcast with PFF and co-host Mike Renner. It's just football, a daily show. Uh, you definitely want to check out if you love this kind of information, stats, and and more Things to make you look smarter to your friends when you're talking football with your buddies. Uh, that's how a lot of this stuff we know gets used. So we appreciate everybody for tuning into this episode of KCS and Update. Again, hope everybody out there had a great Thanksgiving. We'll have some more content getting you ready for Chiefs Rands on Sunday afternoon. We appreciate the support, and we'll see y'all later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.